0: We have never really had a chance to do a general purpose podcast, general purpose uh, interview thing. Nope. So, so is that okay? You want to do that? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So, uh, so tell me, uh, tell me who you are. <laughs> tell, tell, tell our our dozens of listeners. <laughs>
1: I'm a lot of people. That's the trouble. That's. Um, that is
0: confusing several people on twitter (laughs) alone
1: (laughs) yeah you follow friday'd me um try uh follow ranger denny and also follow suspicious den no i'm denise hudson and i'm a musician and a writer and um a few people know me and that is who i am and i live in texas and i came from zondor (laughs) see it's already getting bad
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's okay (laughs) So so um, when you say you're a musician, you you do local gigs, and this is pretty much your full-time thing.:
1: <laughs> Well, I'm not performing very much, but I have a, been an Austin area musician for over 20 years. so um, yes, that is what I do when I make money, it's very, very nice and but if I am looking to get paid, that is how I do make my my payment
0: <laughs> and uh, I, your areas of specialty are you, you are largely piano.
1: I am a piano player primarily. I'm trained mostly in piano playing, but I also did get the schooling in percussion and I learned the theory and the the way to this is such a laughable thing to say, but the way to create correctly do the compositional types of things and so that I could later break the rules and say haha and you know
0: all that sort of thing
1: but so I did yeah go get the schooling go get the papers all that stuff So, so
0: that's cool. So um you, you got a, you have a bachelor's in music or
1: Have a bachelor's of arts in music. Yes.
0: Cool. So when I suspend the wrong second or something you you know that <laughs>
1: I know that that's perfectly acceptable and that there is no wrong second no, <laughs> and that it's all totally fine. And I could just roll my eyes and say, whatever monkey, it's fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> But that's the sort of, the, I find the difference between real musicians and me is they sort of know the rules that they're breaking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just really don't care anymore. Yeah. I really, I have no, I'm, I'm not a, I don't, I don't follow the rules and I, really have no reverence for anything i'm not a very good i'm not a very good student i didn't i didn't play play well with others and play nicely with my with my toys that i was given
0: so so you play guitar too
1: yeah it's portable you can't drag a piano everywhere so they said here's the keyboard and i went but it's heavy right and so i learned to play the guitar because i'm so lazy that I would rather learn a whole other instrument than schlep gear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, guitar seemed like uh, to me like um, if I learned how to play a broken down twenty-year-old Yamaha acoustic guitar when I was twelve years old, I could play uh, Russia's Twenty One Twelve just like it was on the album.
1: So. See, you have much more of a shot of doing that than me. <laughs> much, much more. Because <laughs> well. I'm not a good guitar player. I I reached my statute of limitations quite quickly.
0: Well, you're a fine guitar player. I mean, for a company player and doing some creative little uh, little flourishes and whatnot, from what I've heard. So,
1: One of my first guitar players that I worked with, um, he referred to them as cowboy chords and so that's kind of how i think of them
0: yeah that's that's the uh, mostly open chords although yeah. a lot of a lot of musicians you know james taylor plays mostly cowboy chords you know you don't have to when you're doing accompaniment playing rather than like solo finger picking or something you don't have to do stuff for flash you know
1: he plays them so well though it sounds so pretty <laughs>
0: yes yeah. so you're uh you're are traditionally trained musician but it seems to me that you what you really enjoy is uh doing th- things recording songs whereas if i'm recording a new song i pretty much have to make a midi track of my melody and time everything with my click track and all that but it seems to me that you really enjoy the um improvisational feel for your accompaniment is that you say you kind of broken out of the uh, the the rigidity of the the time signatures and all that. <laughs> I
1: I don't like click tracks. I just I I'm I know that we're meant to use them. And if I was told to sit down and somebody pointed at me and said, "Look, you're a professional. Use the use the click track. Just just do it." I would look down at my feet and feel properly chagrined, and I'd do it. I suppose. I don't know that I'd do it well, but I just, I hate it because I'm a classically trained pianist and I preferred to play late romantic piano literature. And I like to use a lot of rubato and heavily pedal, even though you're really not meant to, you're meant to pedal properly. And I just, I just don't like a click track. And I, most of my playing is comprised entirely of mistakes, which I have, you know, kind of managed to weave through my technique oh no no i meant to do that yeah that yeah that that altered ninth there and that third that can't decide whether it wants to be a minor or a major in the key and keeps changing back and forth even though we're not really supposed to do that is actually part of my my thing that i do and it's all fine and yeah that's yeah the those tritones that don't go there and that part of the passage that that's just that's my thing um it's 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 all just me faking.
2: They tied our hands together that time we met. It was maybe a little intense for our first date. And I don't have a homeland now. No one's really from anywhere, I suppose. I've heard the rumor. I love you. Be alright. You've reached a place of safety. Be careful. Good night. Don't look behind your fears, for I have drawn a curtain right over the darkness. Here, come claim your home. Don't. Not to walk on down the hall for anything for anything for <laughs>
0: Well, except it's.
1: I'm given. I'm just. I, I'm making myself, myself sound real pro, aren't I?
0: <laughs> well, except it's not faking if you can sight read, you know, and and play these pieces. Ah, oh,
1: ah, oh, ah. Oh. There's the thing. I am a. I'm a bad sight reader, and the older I get, the worse I get at it. So I'm. I used to actually accompany people for a living. I used to uh, do the schools, and they they had the solo and ensemble contests, and so I'd go and I'd.
0: You'd show up to it. a gig, and they'd. Put a plunk down a piece of music in front of you. and
1: Sometimes there are people who are really good at reading and they go to these contests and they kind of walk the halls for people who have not bothered to hire an accompanist in advance. And they'll say, yeah, sure, I'll play your 10 page piece of music sight unseen. I did a couple of those. I'm just it's really hard to do that. I did some of that in college. That's so stressful. I'm just really, really not not great at that, and the older I get, the harder it is, and just my memory's going.
0: <laughs> I worked, um, I say worked, but you know, I was totally an amateur. But I played <laughs> for most of a year with a church band, and a, a, a music director there who was his day job was a graphic designer, but his like, he had a bachelor's in in music as well, and he ran this uh, youth band for a, a church. And that was interesting. That was like boot camp to me because I had, um, you know, I just sort of noodled and jammed and like learned bits of songs, and and I had never even uh, been able to accompany myself, sing and play at the same time at that point. But so he, he really he and the experience of that was having new songs um, sort of dropped in my lap each week, and we did. Do one rehearsal, but on guitar, you know, as you know, like if you're having to play a lot of new shapes, a lot of new bass um, accompaniment parts, like you have a new chord progression that has a walking bass and whatnot, you may not even be able to figure out how to finger it, you know, reliably that quick. So I would really have to scramble and stay up some late nights, and it didn't. It did improve my playing a lot, but just trying to come up with a with an accompaniment part. You know
1: well, that's the thing. The more you do it, the easier it gets. I uh, I used to um attend church for a while. We were my husband and I were pretty active in the church, and we, I, I of course, you know, seized upon we would go to Bible schools and things, and I would seize upon all the musical activities at these gatherings and things. And by the end of the weeks, if they were week long things or two week long things, by the end of the weeks. I was just saturated and people would flip me these pieces of music and I'd be like, Oh sure, yeah, good and I was just chord reading and you know, taking the bass line, grabbing the soprano, filling stuff in the middle. It's just all a matter of familiarity. And yeah. if you're practicing then everything's fine. But
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But well, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to read much anymore and except in the way where, oh, that didn't work, let me go back and play that measure again five hundred times till it's perfect. That's right. the kind of reading I do now.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Now I, I have gotten to the point, it was, it was great experience. Uh, and I, you know, as a result, trying to learn phrases for this, I would like cover my sheet music with little chord notations. Like here's how I decided to play this to remind myself. Yes. But I got to learn how to, you know, kind of move around a lot on the neck and um, broke out of some of my old habits of playing, but, uh, uh, it was a great experience having to, having to play with a band, and I kind of missed that. So.
1: Oh yeah, I just remembered something. I missed my very first song. Foo I ever find, signed up for because I played in a pit orchestra where I had to write on my score and make notes and mm-hmm. remember how to follow a conductor and do that kind of thing. That was the last thing I ever really did like that. Hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. And that was which which song? Foo do you remember?
1: It was three, actually. It was song Fu three. I did, I did a, um, a friend of mine did dream girls and he got some friends to help him with his orchestra so the high schoolers could do it. And so he filled out his orchestra with some folks. And so I didn't get to do the happy song. I just, I was, I thought, nah, I'm not happy today. I'm not doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> that brings us to the songwriting contest, which have been another great, uh, you would call it your insane addiction, right? And oh yeah. I have a problem <laughs> songwriting contest problem. How many, so was song for song for your first or were you? you were, yes,
1: that was my first. Well, it was my first in this. The, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. We'll just, yeah, we'll say that.
0: <laughs> but then it's been, um, uh, it's sort of gone. you we involved in song fight and all it's, kinds of It's prob-
1: even, it's problematic, yes.
0: I don't even know what they're all called, you know? <laughs> so okay, cute. there's
1: there's song, there's song foo, there was, and then we have spin tunes, and there's neurine, which is part of songfight, and there's songfight, and there's side challenges that spring off of all these, both tiny, tiny ones and more official ones. And then there, I did one.
0: Franken Song was one of there the. There was
1: Franken Song, and I did one contest that no one had ever done. That Niveus, who uh, is the instigator of Neuron from Songfight, tweeted one day that there was this little website called OMG Song Club. It's a Tumblr thing. So I did one round of that. I'm going to try to go back there and do it again, but I have one of my songs that I really like that hardly anyone knows about, I did with them. Um, I don't even know them, but I just showed up mysteriously one day and then just vanished. And then there's some other contests that I'm just slobbering about wanting to do, but just ran out of time and steam and I'm constantly forming little collaborations and annoying people and then disappearing and they're saying, Why won't she send me my tracks? This is so irresponsible but it's because
3: I <laughs>
1: But it's because it's because I'm it's because I'm compulsive and I have a problem. <laughs>
0: I I would never say why won't she send me my tracks personally.
1: No, I know that's because that's because you're nice <laughs> and kind, and you you understand that 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 I have a disease and I need and I need a support group and I need help. But I have a support group, and but but they're not. Well, they they've decided to help me by continually releasing titles every week and a half. And I don't know that that's helpful, but I think it's more enabling, but we all have the same problem. It's the song fight.
0: So. so anyway, you have now quite a repertoire of original songs. Yeah. But every <laughs> every time I go to look at them on Bandcamp, you've renovated your site once again and everything is different. <laughs> so. I know.
1: I ch- it's, it's kind of an art project over there. It's my little creepy self-portrait of photogra- bad photography and creepy explanations and
0: well, I wouldn't say creepy <laughs> as much as, as confusing. Like, some, really- suddenly all the songs that I liked are gone and there's a bunch of different songs up there. And stuff. Here's, here's the
1: way that you that you need, what you need to know about my band camp. Uh, I have an album of current and good stuff and I'll always have that on my main one. And then I have the Narine stuff and the Songfight stuff on one. All the Spin Tunes and Song and other stuff on one. And then I have an album of other stuff And then I have an album of random weird things. And then I have specialty albums. And then I have something at the very, very bottom that's let's exchange tracks back and forth that I'll tell people about. That's it. That's all I've got.
0: Okay. It's been a little while since I looked, but I (laughs) remember it uh, getting very confused at times. And then on the
1: main page, sometimes I'll feature songs that I think people should go listen to. (sighs)
2: He didn't care about existentialism Like the carrots did Harry, you've got to learn to open that mind That's what his uncle
0: Marvin the Cantaloupe said
2: To Harry
0: the Watermelon So what are you working on now? Right
1: now I'm uh heavily involved in a collaboration uh at Songfight and I've pretty much just been releasing songfights with uh with um it's called we're calling ourselves Billy and the Psychotics. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's fun. And uh I'm mostly releasing I've I haven't released anything solo much at Songfight but We've made every song fight, except I think we skipped Ashes, which was a few fights ago. But we've made every song fight since before the song fight live, which was in, I think, June or something. And I'm working on, um, I, have a, I have so much stuff backlogged for Joe and Duality that it's embarrassing I've got stuff that I'm working on with uh, Alyssa Day um, because I said I got probably got her like far too excited about spin tunes. And then I totally drop the ball on that. And I've got like three songs that I'm in the middle of mixing for her that are really cool. And they're just like sitting there going percolate, percolate, percolate on my desktop. I've done nothing. because I'm in the middle of all this song fighting stuff. And I owe Graham something. Graham Porter, he we did the donut worthy thing in Franken in frankensong and i've got stuff i'm trying to get together for him and i've got i did send some other folks some things finally but um i've got some stuff i'm look doing for Nivius so i mentioned him um the uh Narine stuff that he did, started neuron. i've got some stuff i'm percolating on with him you of course know that i'm a problem child um <laughs> <laughs> that the one time i ever did anything quick was when we had a deadline and i needed to get the sherman's lament out
0: i i certainly understand deadlines i i have you know what that's actually that was the reason pretty much um for me for uh and for, for for signing up for spin tunes and song food was that there was a, a forcible deadline and um it you know on the one hand you, when you have to do a song and it's really rushed for a deadline you feel that maybe it wasn't the best work you could have done and maybe you'd like to go back and re-record it but on the other hand if i didn't have that deadline i never would have recorded any damn thing i just would have been uh it would have existed only in in space, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm honestly hoping. I think we want to find. I think uh, he actually goes by um his like at Songfight. I'm DJ Ranger Den. That's my name, and um Bill, Billy of Billy and Psychotics is Billy's Little Trip. That's his name. He plays under, and I'm really hoping that he um we're gonna try to make an album album of the stuff that we're, when we when we have reached released enough. I guess. Uh
0: huh.
1: That's that's the plan.
0: That sounds great.
1: But but there's no deadline for that. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I've you know I've planned these things before. So right. But but I think I'm I'm hoping that that has enough momentum because there's these songs have a lot of momentum. This is I've never done anything that, well, frankly, that rocked like this <laughs> as much as this has before. <laughs> so this is a lot of rock. In this one. It's quite
0: forceful. <laughs> so are you singing?
1: Oh, yeah. there's. I'm basically just singing. I play piano on a couple tracks of this. I have played piano on, let's see, one, two, almost three things. I've just sent a piano for this. I was a little nervous about that because my piano was really a typical Denise piano. And that's not really what this project has been. But I really felt like I was... Sending something more like I used to send in the other contests that I've done, or you know, just a DJ Ranger done thing that was all like sort of sloppy and didn't go with the beat. And I was thinking, "What's he gonna do with this? This is really messy." But I think it's gonna work out. We'll see what happens.
0: It does. It does tend to push uh, things towards a different style, but I, I, you know, it's. I like it, and I kind of wish that I could play like that but I feel like I'm really just getting, um, I'm only now getting to the point where I can play on the beat much less, you know,
1: <laughs> I'm always nervous though. When I send people pianos cause, um, uh, well, we, I don't know. I never know if things are secret or I'm so secretive sometimes about what I put out. Like I was with the, you know, long time ago when Joe and I did Bluebeard, I was like, don't
2: tell anyone.
1: <laughs> um, so I never know what to say. So I just sent, some, I just sent somebody, somebody a piano. And I'm thinking, when I sent them this piano, I was thinking, oh, he doesn't like it. I, it's weird. It's all over the place. I have no idea. I think that every time. Sometimes I don't send people things because I listen to them and I'm thinking, this is terrible. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. So it doesn't make any difference how much training or how much you how good it sounded the night before especially if you've slept on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you wake up in the morning you're like this is crap
0: (laughs) well it's really really hard i I, delete (laughs) I, i just find this constantly it's really really hard to evaluate my own stuff and i go back and i i keep like Three months later, I make a point, first of all, of not listening to a song for a month or so after I've recorded it, you know, to try and get some distance, and now I go back and listen, like, oh, this one was really good. How come no one liked it? Or, or wow, that, this one is pretty bad.
1: <laughs> I think my judgment might be really flawed because the stuff I think is really amazing, nobody likes. Hmm. Like, one of my favorite things I've ever done is Anna's gerbil in the singularity crickets are chirping crickets chirp when it plays no one cares
0: (laughs) i'm not sure i've i've heard that one but i'll have to go listen to it
1: i don't know what you're going to do when you hear it because there's no singing it requires a reading of the plot and the blog entry in order to understand it and it's just a piece of a piece of bizarre abstract music with gerbil's going in their gerbil wheels and marching sounds and um, hoots and hollers and bizarre alien voices and strangeness. It's just a piece of abstract music. And I love it because it's so weird. But no, everybody else is thinking, what the hell is this? Why is this happening to us? And I wrote it because I was angry.
0: I guess the question would be, does that, does the, is the emotional state, you know, come across? Like, does it invoke something, an interesting, you know, resonance in any, in the people that listen to it? Or are you remembering? Because sometimes when I listen to my own stuff, I was like, I'm remembering what I had in mind rather than what's actually there.
1: I was annoyed when I wrote it. Because we had received the silliest prompt I'd ever heard. I was thinking, this is dumb. They'd said in Song Fu, they'd said, write a march i said what's this a march write a march that's what that's what we're getting seriously that's what we're getting seriously
0: i'm I'm actually really glad i wasn't in the song with that, i said i'll with give you round. a march
1: i'll give you a march let me think of the strangest most ridiculous thing that is has nothing to do with anything i can think of okay aliens came they go into the gerbil cage i just started thinking of stupid stuff that had nothing to do with anything okay and they're gonna march in the gerbil cage. Just stuff that didn't make any sense. There's your march. I got your march.
0: <laughs> I got your march right here. Yeah, I got
1: your march right here in the gerbil cage. See, that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. Ha! No sense. No sense. No one got it. No one gets my sense of humor because it's, well, frankly, dumb. But
0: <laughs> well, there's dumb, and then there's and then there's inspired lunacy. You know,
1: right? A march. That's that, sorry. I'm. There were so many. There were good challenges. Write a, you know, a song that doesn't rhyme was a good challenge. Of course, we failed, but no one noticed because I was, was clever about how I revealed Joe to the audience so they didn't notice that he put a big, bat rhyme in the middle of the line. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: like, yes, it slid through.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was good.
1: <laughs> you got screwed in that round, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, well, I, I you know what? I'm happy with that song because my three-year-old you should be (laughs) runs around the house singing dick cheney dick cheney (laughs) shot a man right in the face yeah shot his friend right in the face yeah
2: dick cheney is a loving husband
0: the government is all that Washington is your best criminal. friend Dick Cheney is a man of his word. And You're good looking and oh so well Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney Shot his friend right in the face Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney Bloody hands and a rotting heart Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney Next undisclosed location will be in hell. So the the my, my family loves it. So
1: well, that's what matters. You have fans. I do. You got your fans,
0: and they still sing Peabody. So
1: well, Peabody is one of my favorite songs. I love I love Peabody. Hmm. I so very much. It's one of my favorite contest songs of all time and i was very proud
3: to be on it. <laughs>
0: That's the thing it's sort of like um I seem to have like each song seems I seem to wind up with one fan for each song and that's like if you do the math that's not really gonna you know gonna work out
1: <laughs> I totally understand that and I completely yeah. get it because yeah. I it's it's yeah it's the same
0: <laughs> yeah well, I there's you have a lot of songs you should be very proud of. I I still love Bluebeard and uh you know.
1: That's a that song got a life of its very own.
0: <laughs> and and there's one that's a bit of an odd song as far as the re- the original recording is very loose, but uh I really would like to cover it still and keep, uh, it keeps keeps popping in into my head that I want to try and cover it and that's uh, Spanish Lessons.
2: the subject you don't know it but you're the predicate to switch back and forth again with other people switching places with you make a commitment to these sentences i'm trying to say once in a while baby give me my way give me some hand understand my take on things it's not like i'm rushing A foreign tongue i just want to talk to someone that shouldn't be too hard to do for a human like
3: you
1: that's that's cool because i i like spanish lessons
0: well the main thing about it is i think the lyric is is inspired you know and i'd like i'd like to find a way to really capture a a very uh, vigorous Spanish guitar, you know, flamenco guitar style with it. I that would be
1: really good because I can't do that. <laughs> well,
0: I I can't either. I keep I'm sort treated. of well, that no, I can't yet. But I I sort of take a, a a crack at what that might sound like. But it's not it's not there yet.
1: Take it and run, man. Do it.
0: I need to get myself a um, a nylon string guitar, like uh, a, an acoustic, like a a classical guitar. Actually, even not even a classical guitar. They make flamenco guitars.
1: Uh that would sound so good. Yeah. So, so good.
0: But so maybe, maybe I can work on that, but my, I don't know, my uh, time for, you know, Grace and I have all these things we hope to work on. We were again, hoping to, to uh, come up with a, uh an outline and then, and try and do NaNoWriMo, you know,
1: you <sighs> a book that you do. If y'all did a book, that would be so cool.
0: But we we've got to have. But it's
1: so much time. So yeah,
0: time. she will only work with a a sketch or an outline. I can bang out an essay or something or a short story without without notes, but um, a novel is different. You know, I mean, unless you're gonna try and make it fit together entirely. In well, revision, you need some idea, something sketched. I
1: listen, guess. listen to this. There's a little subculture of the NaNoWriMo website. I know this because I tried to do NaNoWriMo and I am this way. This is how my songs are, this is how my writing is. There's this little subculture of memoirist NaNoWriMoers that are sa- thinking, Well, I write memoirs that are kind of novels, but they're really memoirs. What do I do? It's like a memoir, but it's a novel, but it's a memoir uh, does that count? And there was this debate. So they just sort of started a little something. I don't know if it's still active or what the consensus was, but I'm going to go looking for it because I kind of, I have to write something. I have to write about myself or it doesn't work. If I try to actually make something up, it's yeah. just, it's stupid. I always write. I'm all, I'm very, I, I can't stop being self-referential. I live in my head. I can't dig myself out of my brain. There- I can't. There's no way to dig out of this.
0: <laughs> There's something to that because um, all the short stories I wrote in school and, and after school and whatnot, they do wind up starting life as as stories about my own life. And sometimes they diverge, you know, but they start out that way. And that's probably true, and that's probably true of most writers. I doubt that, that you're so different, you know, from most writers, at least at that stage, you know.
1: Well, my that's, I'm basically writing about the Invisible Girl. That's basically what my NaNoWriMo is going to be about and see if I can actually finish it because there's a deadline.
0: So this, you mean the, of the song?
1: Yeah, I'm going to write about that character.
0: The same, the same conception as the song. I'm going to have to drop some, some ear music into this to, uh, <laughs> to illustrate it.
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to write about that character because I, I said, well, how am I going to write a song about the superhero? Wait! I am the superhero. All right, about myself. She's invisible. This is totally going to work. She's, she's invisible and she has to enter a song contest. And she's addicted to song contests. Oh, this is great. Yay. <laughs> and, and she's, yay, this is totally going to work. So I, I went with it. And now I'm going to write just the whole story about it. have all the characters fleshed out everybody's gonna but it's gonna be very buried so so that nobody so that nobody knows all the secrets just like in the invisible girl lyric that nobody knows anything (laughs) i'm so creepy i sound like a psychopath
0: (laughs) well no i mean i used to write stories that involved my friends and involved people i knew and it's um but you have to hide them. You have to hide them in there. Well, it's kind of hazardous. You it know? is. You can wind up with people really angry at you, or they're
1: hurt because they're not in your story,
0: or they're hurt because they're not in it.
1: Yeah, they say. Um, I've had friends of me say, "Why would I want to hear a song that I'm not in, or that's not?" About? <laughs> I'm thinking, "What? Hold on. What? What? <laughs> really? Seriously?"
0: <laughs> that's funny. So when you so when you write a song like this, are you? I have to say you, you uh, what went through my head when you were introducing yourself as a writer is that when I first came across one of your full blown poems, <laughs> I was actually blown away. I was expecting to read something amateurish and something you know beginnerish, and read one of your poems and my jaw was hanging open. You know, I was like, so
1: truthfully, you, I think I'm a better poet than I am a lyricist. Yeah. really. well, I really think so.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say that, but I was, I was shocked. I think, where did you learn that you were a music major, right? <laughs> well,
1: here's where I learned to write poetry. Yeah. Um, I used to have this, well, those who know me from the song food community and from TMA know that I had this joke about um, there's the 12 boys that I had a crush on, you know, and there are 12 individuals. We'll just say that I we will just stop there. Um, that I had a crush on and they would switch out, you know, cause I'm so preoccupied and that's just how it is that I was this way since uh, since I decided I did not want to be a nun or a spiritual leader because I hit puberty and you know it happens then. <laughs> um, and then my thoughts turned to other pursuits and so I had to start writing insipid poetry I think about I, my I, preoccupation I, with, the, with, with things. And that's what happened. I think I could have
0: been a great student if I hadn't been so absolutely obsessed with, like you say, other things.
1: Well, when you look across, you know, aisle, the aisle, when you're, you know, there's the health movie on and the darkness descends upon the biology classroom and you look across the aisle and, you know, little... Matthew Sweet I just made that name up there's nobody named Matthew Sweet Um, and you look across and there he's sitting you know a catty corner to you and he flexes his calf because he knows that he's being looked at I'm sorry
0: that's hilarious
1: and and you know all of a sudden you're you you your poetry little there's a a poetry gland you know in your head (laughs) (laughs) and it fires up you start writing and you know you hide your poem behind your little notepad but you know they know they know so then your poem gets read in front of the class and what
0: what is it with you and our crumb and calves <laughs> I, don't I don't know that's that's funny anyway when so when you're when you're uh, working on one of these pieces i i've had this conversation a little bit with um with Sean Hurley who cranks out a lot of songs a lot of original songs a lot of really good songs Um, do you, are you starting from words usually?
2: I've,
1: I want to, okay, go ahead, Jules. Just drop, that's what she said in there. I know she's listening. Um, I do it all sorts of ways. (laughs) She has her one moment. There it goes. Okay. Okay. We have a friend. She's, she's a pain. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I've, I've written the music first. I've written the words first. Um, I've written, uh, I've written them both at the same time. I've uh, made the character and written a story about that character, and had to read the story several times. And then the song has popped into my head.
0: And the character sang a song. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or or the or somebody sang a song about the character, or I sang a song about the character. Um, I've. Uh, I've written a song. This is really sad. I've written a song because I felt sad and defeated and decided to quit writing songs. And I've been like <laughs> kneeling. I'm, I'm kneeling in the bathroom, deciding that there's no hope and I'm finished. And a song has just poured itself out of me in my tragic pathos.
0: And this you know, is I've, a song to end all songs.
1: Yeah, and I and I crawled out of the bathtub with wet stringy hair and grabbed a piece of paper and wrote, and then dragged myself to the piano and wrote the, it's really yeah <laughs> i'm not emo in the least <laughs> so i've written the song and every, i guess that would mean that you wrote the words first and then the music so yes that's an answer to that but i just do um me and uh blt the psychotics me Billy and the psychotics we say that the song decides how it's going to do it
0: hmm, okay because i so far i've almost always started with a lyric. And not not that it stays like I think I'm done with it and I, and I'm not gonna change it anymore, and it usually does get changed some more in the process of recording, but I'll revise the lyric several times. It gets polished up until I think it's gonna work for a song, and it stays um you know the the text may change drastically through a few revisions, but it usually stays mostly it sometimes it gets shorter and it it uh, gets chopped up to fit a rhyme scheme better. little bit a little bit better for the rhythm of speak of singing it but um i'm thinking that this, this is not serving me well necessarily because it's this um you know in software you have the waterfall method where you design everything and then you implement it and then you run it but in reality it doesn't work that way very well you often have to cycle back through and and all that well you might you
1: might be a song designer and you might just need to have time to perfect it that way i mean there's no i've learned through all this that there is no correct way to write a song everyone's different mm. but I, I i always call them the song fairies the song fairies did not visit me because i was not kind to them that's what i say i'd say something like that or the song fairies took my song away because i decided to go to bed and not stay up late and you know t- So the song fairies might decide that they like your way of organizing things, and that you're you're being a nice, calm fellow, and they want to come visit you and hang on your structure or something. So,
0: but it's the sort of the the way I've um, not managed to do it is by a lot of people seem to start with a riff. Ah. And I will. You've never done that. Never. Like it's never a song's never popped out of a riff. And I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe there's no. Like you say, there's no wrong way to do it. Have you um, ever
1: tried that way? Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. But I mean, some usually what'll happen is I'll be able to come up with a riff Hmm. on like once I've got, especially for accompaniment, once I've got a melody. Like, um, like you ever
1: put a riff into a previously existing song structure?
0: Well, leaving Ann Arbor, like I, I had uh, the the lyrics, and. That ukulele riff was something I came up with to go with the lyrics. An arbor, you haven't got a harbor, but you've got a big arboretum and enormous university. You've harbored me since I was 23. But now I'm leaving Ann Arbor, packing up my apartment, I'd share my regret. But regret's not my department. It's been a fun lifestyle, but Ann Arbor, I just can't afford to love you anymore. But a lot of an awful lot of people seem to noodle, and then a riff pops up, and bam, they have a melody and over a riff. And the advantage of that, I think, is that. It's sort of like um the music is more likely to be catchy on its own. hmm And um, I don't know. It's uh it's interesting. I but part of that is just I think it's you'd think that if you can play a song through perfectly that when you turn the recorder on, hit record, you ought to be able to play it through perfectly again. But uh, that rarely That happens.
1: I that that I don't I'm not a believer in because I, well, actually, now I've been in this uh, very long collaboration with Joe, and I just heard it in the last week from BLT. It's okay. Well, just play it again like that. I'm thinking this is (laughs) it's it's not going to happen. I can't do it. It won't happen.
0: It so doesn't. I'm hoping that that. I'm hoping that
1: they both mean that I can play it in general like that, and that when I completely deviate from the pattern in the middle of the measure and drop the completely different notes that I'm going to drop. Um, Usually what that does mean is that I've done something ridiculously cool at the very, very end of the song, or I made something that made a hook somewhere, and I have to do it that way. But everything else is up for grabs. The problem is I don't know what that cool thing was that I did. I have no concept. None.
0: I thought that uh, when I first started recording, I mean, recording, just recording parts turned out to be an awful lot harder than i thought because i was to the point where i could play in front of people pretty reliably and not feel nervous oh that's know? good <laughs> and you know and i could improvise a little bit and if i mess something up like you i would say no that's you know that's just how it flows you know that's how sometimes it's better that way
1: yeah you got to shake it off and say oh yeah that that's just yeah i meant right. to
0: do that but um it, it's still shocking to me sometimes how uh how many times I can screw up a simple bit into a <laughs> re- <laughs> while recording
1: <laughs> if you keep screwing up that bit though maybe the song fairies want you to
0: that's a good point See, I should, uh, this is
1: this is the song fairies again that's that's how they come up
0: mm. yeah or maybe it just needs i just need to approach it differently like uh so do you do you ever uh set yourself bizarre challenges like i Really, I have a piano idea for this, but I think it might be more fun if I said that I'm only going to play it on car bumpers with chainsaws <laughs> or something like that.
1: This isn't a bizarre challenge, but I in NERINE I said I have to enter all the song fights at the same time. That was stupid, and I did it. Um, in the NERINE this year, I also said that I had to, I had to be revealing. I had to, I had to be.
0: Uh, Personally I, personally revealing?
1: I or? had to, well, I had to be less, I was going to be, it was sort of complicated. I was going to be less cryptic. And then ironically, one of the rounds was write but, something that's self-autobiographical. I said, well, that's, that, huh? That's my whole, the whole optional challenge I set myself was to be autobiographical. They couldn't have possibly known this, but that's what I was trying to do, so... I didn't have a t- I didn't have a two challenge round that round because that was already my personal challenge to myself, so I didn't do very well the first challenge because I wrote a rap about a piranha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I've got to track that down. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so bad. it's so, so bad. It's the st- I rhyme okay, rhyme fail. I rhyme piranha and marijuana. just don't listen to
0: it. <laughs> it's, well it's- I'm not sure they're not that oh. many. Good rhymes with piranha i guess
1: um i found them all and put them into one song <laughs> yeah, yeah there are not that many you are correct
0: well i'm i was very proud of of rhyming uh you know of making deliberately stupid rhymes you know and and broken rhymes like uh an arbor you haven't got a harbor but you've got a big uh, arbor read uh, them i mean it's it's deliberate. that
1: was classic well it's it's dork, <laughs> I
0: it. but it's deliberately dorky you know
1: that was so cute
0: though all right well wonderful anyhow so um we still we you and i had this uh sort of vague plan oh yeah which is still a vague plan sadly because (laughs) life intervenes in so many horrifying and surprising ways oh yeah uh to um to bring uh, joe to america (laughs) Oh yeah. And drag him around until he's stunned and 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 bludgeoned into <laughs> into compliant submission and then drag him into <laughs> our respective studios and say, okay, now we're gonna record an album. Or Good
1: thing mine is portable. <laughs> so.
0: Or something like that. But it's in my head this has turned into um really the only way I can work now since I can't get whole days or even much quiet time at all, is to collaborate with people. And so in my head, this has turned into sort of a bigger thing where I've got like, uh, you know, we're going to invite people from all over the region. We're going to have an intensive week-long songwriting workshop and that's going to culminate in five people like uh, recording an album, uh, it's and then we're all going to go for a 20-mile run and plunge our bodies into freezing water and then sit in a uh, sweat lodge and, you know.
1: I was fine until we started running.
0: And then uh, you know, maybe <laughs> we'll take pe- peyote and have visions and all Like a whole, like I wanted, in other words, I want it to be like an actual gathering that turns into a, uh, you know.
3: I'd run maybe.
1: (laughs) This is sort of starting to sound hippie cool. Yeah.
0: So, but, um, so I still got, you know, my brain tends to spin out of control, but I still got that, this idea for like, okay, you know, like uh, still there should be a gathering and people should set themselves challenges People should collaborate. People should meet and uh, work on some songs, do some recording in person, and then somehow it should culminate in in a live show of some kind.
1: It's really good to meet people. It's good to put faces to voices and typing and names. I drove to a wedding this past year we drove back down through the middle of america and we it was really brief it would have been nicer if we could have you know had longer time gotten out guitars did some writing we got to meet travis norris
0: that's awesome he's he's such a talented guy
1: uh he is he's fun he's nifty we were just it was fun it was super fun and It would just be so much fun if we could all get together because I know, I mean, I went to, they have Song Fight Live every year, and I just thought I was going to squeal my way into falling into the subway tunnel uh, (laughs) because I was just going around New York like a guinea pig or something. It was really super fun, and if we'd ever, I mean, and I know that the group that we had that sort of migrated out of Foo and that migrated all around into... I was thinking, well, who's in our little group of band of misfits? And I thought, what if we all got, got together? And I just thought that would be crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think... To we make, would have
1: such a good time.
0: I think to make anything <laughs> rational that didn't just turn into n- noise and a, a big party... <laughs> You have to like pick some subsets and say, okay, well, we're going to start with, you know, three people or five people or four. We would have
1: to get organized, I think, or there would be a lot of screaming and jumping up and down and, yeah, and, and, and Edric at the piano just in randomness. (laughs) There would be no, there would be no record. It would be fine to have a big Edric cast, but we wouldn't get recording done. Right. right. And we would need to get recording done. There would need to be some recording.
0: Yeah. If we did bring Joe, I'd want to say, okay, we're at least going to. I mean, one thing that would be very helpful, I think, would be at least to re-record some of his, mm-hmm. some you know, some songs we've worked with, where we can you know, where you know, could be in the same room at least and get things. Get <sighs> I par- have
1: some really good microphones, and I have a Joe Dream. It's Joe, stand here. Here's my Neumann, sing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and maybe maybe <laughs> we can get something out of him that's not filled with pops and.
1: Oh, <sighs> like, I know.
0: Yeah, now I don't have a Neumann, but I've got some mics that are they're half decent.
1: I have a I my roommate is a recording engineer and um, he does that for a living, and he uh, we've done some trades. He he gave me another mic for my birthday and once and so I've got a couple really nice microphones and we I did a save up swaps and stuff. And so I managed to get this really, really nice microphone. So I have one really nice microphone, some other really nice things, and I've got a little respectable s- studio growing up around me. So just yeah. of my own. So it's, it's kind of exciting.
0: How's your, how's your uh, sound treatment now?
1: Well, we haven't put the soundproofing back up yet, which is shameful because we've been here for quite a while. But I do have some, uh, I don't know what you'd call them. I call them stand-up doohickeys but they're not called that they're,
0: i think those are called uh gobos or not gobos um there's a name for them but like yeah. they're they're portable sound the panels yes. acoustic panels, panels yes
1: they are acoustic panels and they are covered with fun fabric they used to be in his um old studio he used to have a studio with a friend called the still and they had all these delightful little wall, co- wall coverings and the stand-up deals covered yeah with an interesting fabric so I have all of those in my room now some two of them and i'm hoping that i could maybe get them off of him or buy them or something like that when we have uh when we move out i don't know when or how we're gonna manage to do all that stuff but
0: i set up with these um their uh panels of their fiberglass covered frames or fiberglass filled um panels with burlap that are covered with burlap and the burlap in mine actually comes from a giant coffee sacks really yeah so does it
1: smell like coffee in your room
0: no but they're they're printed with uh there's one that says 100 kona kona coffee farmers.org hawaii usa uh,
1: kona coffee's delightful
0: and then there's a uh, one that has a rhino it says tanksy rhino i think it's kenyan uh, there's another one anyway, but I only wound up, uh, you know, I was sort of spending money as I could, as money became available in a given month. And yeah, and when you've got a family, the, every, the unpredictability is the big thing. Like bam, medical bills, bam, this, bam, they need that, you know, but, um, it's, uh, but I have it on my to-do list. I've got three up and it helps a lot. They're only on one wall behind me
1: anything you can do to just help cut down sound is really really helpful
0: i think i need three more of these and then i need some small i don't want foam i don't want to just start stapling foam to the wall
1: even just strategic putting your mic in a in a in a good place just pointing yourself correctly into the corner is is
0: good yeah i noticed that like i have i oh i also got a um this was a good a good investment, although it's very awkward and clunky. Uh, it's called a reflection filter.
1: Yeah, that's, th- those are great.
0: Yeah, that, that helps a lot. Just everything then,
1: that you can do is helpful.
0: And I did find, you know, like, okay, when I had that thing lined up, so I was standing straight in the room facing the back wall, the sound was terrible and I turn it like just by a few degrees and suddenly the reflections are a lot better. It's really it's, all about
1: minimizing the bouncing.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's intriguing how dramatic uh, change that makes. Um, I have a plan that I made for, um, and I got some, some stuff to fill up, um, uh, like some filler material for fabric pillows and, uh, I've cut out some, uh, sort of, uh, pieces of cardboard in the size that I want them and Grace and I were going to collaborate on these like uh, little velvet um sacks basically <laughs> to hang like to hang up around I don't have a lot of flat walls in this room but like to hang up around the edges at sort of head level
1: yeah. Don't you have an A-frame? Aren't you recording in something that's like an A-frame kind of? Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's an attic room. Well, it's not truly an attic, but it has a, a pointed ceiling yeah. and it's all wood panels. It sounds better, actually. I know they don't advise doing this because the reflections are kind of uncontrolled. They say don't use books to absorb sound, mm-hmm. but it does help. It doesn't act quite like a bass trap, but it does help. It kills some of it. So... um at the end
1: you have to use your ear really
0: yeah but it's definitely better if i i think if i got three or four or five more of these um coffee bean panels they do a lot of bass i think if i got some of these like pillows around the perimeter that pick up some of the direct reflections off the wood and then maybe one or two like Real bass traps, like big foam bass traps, and that's probably would do it for this room, but um, then I just need to learn to sing, you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of my favorite photos that you have on your band camp is when you've got the mic turned the wrong way <laughs>
0: like, i'm I'm reading a copy of Singing for Dummies or something like that, and holding <laughs> the mic upside that yeah, it's uh so where'd you learn to sing?
2: your suit. when you know all too well that the pain at the end of the day would be better suited to a black and a cold that shakes your spirit away we stood by the water the cold And me
1: a singing lesson really no no and uh i did in 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 university i tried out for uh one of the big choirs that we had at the university but i i unfortunately i do kind of get sick sometimes so i got sick and i had to not do a lot of the classes i had for that semester so i didn't even get to benefit from being in that choir Mm -hmm. but i did spend some time in choir so and so I got sort of these gorilla singing tips from some of the choir people. But I didn't uh, ever really have a singing lesson. I just imitated
0: people. That's interesting. The first, interesting. That's the
1: first a- thing I ever imitated was cats, the musical cats. When I was a kid, I had my aunt had a tape of it. So I walked around my room pretending I was on stage singing, McCavity, McCavity. <laughs>
3: so
1: thinking yeah this is how it's done it was not how it was done yeah that was not how it was done either by the way so don't take that seriously
0: um well, but i
1: just yeah that's how i did it
0: the the people that i imitated that i uh, always tried to copy in sort of my formative years were um people like getty lee of rush and bruce dickinson of iron maiden and i thought that's how it was done and so the only singing i ever did in high school was singing along with heavy metal albums that were all sung in this ridiculous falsetto not you know when they do it it doesn't sound ridiculous but uh
1: well y'all are all rush fans but i'm
0: yeah well i mean i i was a pretty hard but you know what getty lee doesn't sing it like that anymore so
1: well then he's he's yeah well but
0: but the point (laughs) the the point was that I only ever like learned how to control my pitch when I was singing falsetto, and so which means suddenly now I've discovered through like trying to line up my vocal range with a keyboard that I'm actually more of a bass. I should be singing more. Yeah, of bass Yeah, absolutely, range.
1: that is absolutely true. And but, what I, I will say about Rush is that while I'm not a huge fan of Geddy Lee, it is very much hugely true that if you have a distinctive voice and you know what to do with it that you can do whatever you want and i will also add on rush that neil pert is a freaking god
0: (laughs) (laughs) well alex was was my guitar hero as well and and part because he didn't um do super he did some super flashy solos i guess but the stuff he does is more jazzy and more like accompaniment playing more fitting into the song and he had to be um he basically had to be playing a melody and and uh, accompaniment parts since being the fact that it was only a trio he's playing two or three guitar parts or hinting it suggesting two or three guitar parts at once you know he's outlining chords and playing these accent notes and arpeggios constantly and Actually, he never. He's never just strumming, you know, chords. So,
1: I think I actually noticed the hi hat because it was on the radio, and I'm like, oh yeah, here's that voice. Oh what? what oh, listen is that hi hat. Oh, I'm actually going to pay attention to the hi hat now. Ooh, wow. Because,
0: oh, yeah. Because it was well played. Or? Because it
1: was really well played. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Have, have you ever seen? I mean, he he actually. I think he went through a stage where he kind of realized that he wasn't. As trained as he wanted to be, this is sort of after his all round of personal tragedies and everything, and the band was on hiatus for several years. But he basically went back to drumming school, and he learned he learned. Uh, um, I don't I don't even know enough to tell you what kind of stick technique he learned, but he started from scratch with his stick technique and learned how to play a snare all over again and everything, and and then he uh, recorded an album. If you haven't seen it. Or heard of it? You can uh, look on YouTube called uh, "Burnin' for Buddy."
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I've heard about this.
0: Where he does, uh, like he plays. There's a live uh, recording of him playing "Cottontail" with a whole jazz big band. Jeez, and it's impressive. You know, it's it's really <laughs> impressive. Like you know, his like his big drum solos in their tours and Y Y Z and all that stuff and. Uh, that you know that was always cool, but hearing him do a, a do real jazz drumming in the in the vein of, of Buddy Rich is more impressive to me.
1: Well, jazz drumming you you can't be a slouch in order to do that well. No, I mean, I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be a good jazz drummer. It's it requires it requires serious technique, and if you are willing to study it and put in the time and really, I mean, yes, you can be a natural at it but um i don't know i just i actually did some jazz drumming at university um some classes and i was i am not a good drummer (laughs) my brother is a drummer and i am not a good drummer and it is way too hard (laughs) to think in that way i I do it with fingers not with limbs
0: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't really know anything about Uh, drums except that i bought a snare drum and i gave it to isaac when he was uh playing in a high school band in his in his school band and recently i took it back from him and brought it up in the studio and tried to oh i also have i've done my drumming performances have been at protests on an upside down (laughs) uh peanut butter peanut butter bucket (laughs) But um, so I've been trying to apply the technique that I learned from banging on an upside down peanut butter bucket with real drumsticks to a snare drum that I stuck in my studio. And that was the origin of, of one of my songs.
1: <laughs> that's, that's fine. Just let your drumsticks fall, kind of buzz them and mix it up, and then just make it smooth. That's yeah. all you have to do. It's your drum roll. That's a drum roll right there. And I.
0: But I'm sure I'm not even, I'm not even holding the sticks in the way that a drummer would recognize unless it was to point and go, Oh my God, (laughs) what the hell are you doing? If,
1: if I could, if I could learn to be a percussionist well enough to convince a university to accept me into their program, you can learn to be a percussionist Hmm. because I was not that good. And they let me in to study with them. (laughs) It was mostly because I had good because of mallets, because of xylophone and the marimba and all that stuff. I'm just anything with battery percussion i just struggled with and because they had you had to do ridiculous things like you know mount a triangle from two hanging uh butterfly clip or those those triangle clips and you know play all these crazy rhythms on the triangle with two triangle beaters and so you had to be willing to do all these bizarre things in order to get into the percussion program and play all this orchestra repertoire and i did that so you i went it's hard some of that
0: stuff (laughs) i believe it isaac got the job playing um timpani i think it was largely because he was really tall and and handsome and and they (laughs) had him stuck back like behind the band to look impressive you know but no he's okay with timpani he's he he got so he could play it okay but he never like i don't think anyone ever really taught him you know here's a True timpani technique. You know? Timpani
1: is actually sort of difficult because you have to have a good ear because there's all these pitch changes during the songs. Yeah, yeah. You have to tune the drum sometimes during the during the piece, and that sometimes gets pretty
0: hectic. I don't think they. Well, having heard the the high school band, you know, there are good high school bands and there are good high school bands, and <laughs> and I don't think they bothered with uh, tuning them to begin with, personally. But I don't know. <laughs> his uh his, his previous band the the uh Ann Arbor Community High Jazz Band they were actually quite good and uh his first his stage debut was playing uh, upright bass playing uh so what so
3: that's fun
0: and i was impressed i was expecting him to to just like be a total pratfall like oh that was great isaac uh huh but they they did pretty well, and uh, their upper level bands are impressive. Like I I can't play that well, you know. They have some kids playing jazz guitar that are way better with their technique than I hope to be. You know. They
1: have to. They're indoors. They have time to practice because you have to. You know, you're all inside because it's so cold up there. <laughs> What else are you going to do? It's freezing up where you are all the time.
0: Not not all the time. It can be also uncomfortably hot, too.
1: Well, yeah, you don't know about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you, you have AC on now?
1: No, it's not that bad. Um, It's, I don't know what it is. It's probably in the, I don't know, 70s or 60s, maybe. See, I have no concept. I'll tell you, actually, I have, there's an app for this.
0: This and everything.
1: I just got a text from somebody who's at the Anthrax concert right now telling me that they, it's 74. 74, it's the perfect temperature
0: right That's, now. That sounds not bad.
1: 74 is my ideal temperature.
0: Is, an- is Anthrax is still exists?
1: Not in their original lineup. I think that it's, uh, I don't remember if it's the guitar player or the drummer who is different. I think it's a guitar
0: player. Were you? Sure. I should know. What kind of music were you a fan of in high school?
1: I mostly played classical music, and my brothers would listen to metal or very hard rock, and I would also listen to the radio, and I knew every TV sitcom theme, most of the commercials, and everything that was played on the radio. So every time the 80s station is on, I know all the lyrics.
0: All the lyrics. Everything. Excellent.
1: And my husband and I have started playing a game we have yet to realize this game but he decided that when we drove into the driveway i have to cover the song that is playing when he arrives in the driveway
0: (laughs) you have quite actually you do you you were um you have enough of a repertoire like on hand that if someone said, okay, we need you to show up at this gig tonight and play for two hours, he told me once you, you could pretty much pull a show out of your butt that way. That
1: happened. That happened, actually. Uh, one of the people that's a song fighter, he also was in Spin Tunes. Um, his wife needed somebody to come and play. And I said, oh, okay. And I grabbed my guitar and I played for a few hours. I don't know how long. I made up a song there while there
3: because I ran out of
1: material I wish I could remember it I just played random chords and I started singing about a, I think it was something about a, a gerbil no I, w- I should have sung a song
0: about a gerbil a- Alien gerbils.
1: it was like that time when I was playing that one um, that one when I did that one webcast and that guy came in and I wanted to leave because it had gone on for way too long and so I started singing about tacos it was that sort of thing
0: Ah, the taco song
1: yeah, that was that just got out of hand. And or when that when the troll came in and I started singing him the song about cuz he thought he was like the guy from chips or Ricardo Montalban or something like that. He it was like that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, and you have to make up songs when you during those occasions.
0: But I uh, that's so I think a lot of what I'm I I started to feel like a lot of what I'm lacking in being able to um work around riffs and write songs more quickly comes from a lack of live performance experience. You just have to really what I need to be doing.
1: You just have to be able to, you know, not care and just, you know, be really inside your head and have no shame pretty much is it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I did
0: get over my basic stage fright. I mean, if you put me in a cafe with a guitar and, and said, sing a song for these people, and they're all going to glare at you. I I could do it, you know?
1: Yeah. And and yeah, have having abject fear of running out of material is good too.
0: That's I don't have. It's I always find that you know if I um, I've gotten a song polished up to play, but if I don't play it for three months or so, and then I go to to pick up the guitar and play it, I can't remember what the hell I was doing.
1: Well, I didn't want to play stuff I didn't know, but I also did not want to repeat material. So I would rather have made up a song that they didn't know that i was making up then play a song and mess it up so i made something up
0: that sounds that sounds like a, a good approach like a, all uh, all art born out of pain and suffering and, and terror. also
1: also john eric wasn't there so he you know there was no one there that was going to look at me and go really seriously come on really because any of the people that I regularly hang out with on the internet would have immediately known that I was making something up. Like if, you know, you had been there, or Joe, or any of the song, especially any of the song fight people. I have this, I have this thing I say to my husband all the time in the, in, in the car. I usually say it for, my favorite one is the REO Speedwagon song. The, the, um, the crawling on the floor and smashing through the door and throwing away the oar and the... <laughs> If I ever wrote a song like that, I would get filleted in reviews.
0: You played dead, but you never bled. Instead, you lay still in the grass, all coiled up in his scent. That one? Or I'm going to sing a verse
1: with only these notes and it's going to be a hit song. And if I entered it in song fight, I wouldn't get tapped even though a song is too long. Chorus, I went to the desert on a horse with no
0: name. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. Really? Seriously? Yeah. I, I, there's your hook. I got your hook right here.
0: <laughs> I, actually, that's that's funny because I there's... Um, their songs are on my list of songs that I am trying to learn and play mainly because they, I'm sorry.
1: Do you like horse with no name? Did no, I no, called?
0: but, but mainly was it, a, is that America? America? Is that I, the, I
1: I think, I don't know. I, I don't know where they're from. Th- no, I, I think know. that's, I think it is America. Actually. I
0: think it might be American. I think they have two or three songs and each of them has two major seventh chords. And and it's like it's it's just two ma- they're two chords each, or maybe maybe a break part, you know, a breakdown part or a chorus part or something. But they're like two major seventh chords, and they sound uh, already vaguely jazzy and already that way. And that's the song, and that's their shtick. But they also uh, the guy from America and the band America recorded all the songs for the uh, Last Unicorn movie.
1: There's a movie called The Last Unicorn.
0: It's a animated adaptation of the Peter Beagle book. Really? Yeah, and it's it's is been. It's cute. It's cute and funny and weird. You'd probably like it. I want to see it. It's uh, and the uh, the news about that is that um, there's a, like a restored edition, and Peter Beagle for it came out in the 70s actually. It's it's oh. or maybe 80 something early. I'm 80s. a little behind, huh? It's, seen
1: that when I was a kid
0: it's been around for a long time but um the uh the news about it is that uh Peter Beagle only just recently got paid for all, all these years of royalties and he's been in a long running like legal dispute unable to get the company that owns the rights to the film I'll to cough that. up to cough up like thirty forty years of Of royalties and and performance you know
1: for crying out loud
0: (laughs) so but i I guess he finally they finally came to some agreement and he's getting he's now uh getting paid for for all this and they're probably gonna re i'm hoping they're gonna uh re-up the movie they're gonna like um fix some animation and fix some deleted scenes and stuff like that and I'd like to see them work on the soundtrack because the recordings that are out there that you can get on DVD, like the tape is stretched, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so um, it sounds, a lot of it sounds pretty bad. You know who sang on, uh, oh, one of the songs goes, Now that I'm a woman, everything has changed. And the, the woman singing it, I think, is Mia Farrow.
1: Really how cute.
0: Except that that recording uh I think either her performance was terrible or oh. the tape of her performance was really badly mangled because it's uh like it's on Vera speed, you know, it's all <laughs> it's all over the place. So I hope maybe they can restore that.
3: That would be good.
0: But there's some other there's some really cool music in that album. I like it at least. But it's this very uh it's this very america sounding yeah i'll have to I'll have to drop in a clip or something I'll see if I can do that yeah do it, do it, okay, all right, well, i think um do you have uh, you feel like we've uh, had a good chat yeah you wanna you wanna give any shout outs or uh you wanna you wanna pimp a gig
1: well, what do i wanna do I have anything to pimp I'm thinking um uh, I'm just in the middle of making so much stuff right now. I'm that's not just not ready to go. It's and then in a month from now it will be. There's probably going to be a website going up, and I'll 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 want to say go to DeniseHudson.com or you know
3: the
0: well the, mean, meanwhile the, the best place to find your <laughs> you is on Bandcamp and on- yeah
1: I do have a blog. It's Philosophy with and i make lists there and write about nothing it's kind of like the seinfeld of blogs really <laughs> and it's,
0: it's i will say that i do read your stuff but i find myself scratching my head and going hmm
1: sometimes i'm just being moody on there sometimes i have actual information but it's very rare and but coming up soon i'm going to start having pages of information that redirect to actual places that you need to go because I'm gonna need to start making a band website for uh, psychotics and that's gonna be pretty important because usually band um, song fight bands don't have a lot of here's our website this type of thing and we're gonna try to get it together we were talking about that. We were just chatting about, well, maybe we need to get something going. I don't know. So, so, like,
0: so if some random listener, one of the millions that are going to be downloading this file, uh, woo-hoo. would like to find you on Twitter, where would he or she look?
1: I am Ranger Denny.
0: Two ends.
1: Yes. And, um, Oh no, I don't overtweet tweet in the least.
0: and also suspicious den
1: yeah suspicious den i don't have um suspicious den will not follow you back and she's ornery
0: and she probably if you do tweet her she'll be unhappy about it
1: yeah and she'll put you on a list that's i
0: track you okay so all right well you know what i think that uh we are gonna be trying to work something out and we may start small but if we can get uh a handful of people um, at the pot's house for uh, a week or even a long weekend to start with. Um, That could be fun. And then we find out that in person we can't stand each other and then wind up retreating to our little, little uh, uh, online caves and writing nasty notes about.
1: Well, right. Really good songs about how we don't like each other and hopefully they'll be cryptic enough that no one will know. And, We won't tell each other where we hid the bodies. And um
0: Excellent. Yeah,
1: that was pretty creepy.
0: Um and in a month when I accomplish
1: something really cool, just drop somebody's sexy voice in here and say, You can find Denise's latest project at blah blah blah.
0: So and anyway, but I need to go uh I need to go and then upload Uh, this and uh I need to record some songs. And I I think I need to see if the family is back from Chuck E. Cheese and if we're having a birthday party or not. Alright, thanks a lot, Denise. Take Thank care. you, that was fun. Hey, okay, okay. bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. I've been playing this guitar, making stuff up for my show And I am hungry for a snack I've played some songs, you know On the internet, all day playing piano and some other stuff I just made up And now I want to roll some yummy stuff Into a warm tortilla So it's time to go say adios It's time to go away Oh won't you hear the people say It's time for tacos Then he says it's time to go It's time for tacos It's time to go the show And get some tacos Now it's time to go, my tummy knows it so I have got a tasty plan to go down to the taco stand Maybe get something cold and fizzy in my hand I like the tacos in this land I want some beans and cheese and some lettuce and tomatoes Maybe stuff it awfully full of baked potato And some bacon or chorizo, either way we can confidently say it's taco day! It's time for tacos, yeah, Danny says it's time to go, it's time for tacos, it's time to leave the show and get some tacos, yeah, tacos! Woo.